Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Gateway Rescue Mission, meeting the physical and spiritual needs of the homeless right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Check us out at www.gatewaymission.org. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone and welcome to Middays with Gerard Gibbard and my good friend Will East filling in for the vacationing of Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. It is a Monday. We'll be guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Morning, Will. Good morning. It was a wild weekend <laughs> in the college football ranks. Uh, I think one of the wildest games we've ever seen. And that's all, I, you know, it's two things or three things usually most Mondays that everybody's talking about. Yeah. You know, usually one of them is sports and, you know, something going on with national and something else. This morning it has been the 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 riot, basically, at, at uh, the University of Tennessee. And supply chain issues. <laughs> it was quite the melee. Yeah. I tell you what, there's not a supply chain issue of, and that's Dasani water bottles, because I saw about a Whoa. thousand of them. Well, and, and you know, nothing could have been better for the yellow golf ball <laughs> than for one to be thrown from the stands at Coach Lane Kiffin. There and there's so many crazy memes going around with stuff scribbled into golf balls, yellow golf balls. Uh, it truly is crazy, and it's uh, it's one of those rare times where you know you'll you'll remember this game. Yeah. What, what regardless of what you won't remember the bowl game, you won't remember you know what the other teams did that night, but you'll remember what happened where you were. When this debacle happened, if you, you know, were watching it. I think that is absolutely true, and I, I will say this. As, uh, as much as I think many are sort of swiftly jumping to this opinion, analysis, whatever you want to call it, take on the situation that this is uh, something that could be expected from the University of Tennessee fan base and so forth. I think we have to really dig deep here. This is something that could happen at any game in any stadium in the country. Absolutely. I don't think that the way we saw what we saw from the fans in Knoxville I can see that happening anywhere. Let's be honest about it. I think that it was the combination of 
timing. You're you're right down at the end of the game. You got to have this this fourth down conversion. It's what's fourth and twenty seven or whatever it was, and you get a questionable call. And of all the reviews of a call, that one seemed like it took an eternity, like a whole quarter of yeah. time to review it, because it was obviously a critical call, and and it, there wasn't, it didn't appear to be that there were a lot of camera angles to really uh, sort of support further review. It was difficult, but I think once they finally did show an angle where the ball was tucked down and, I, and we're getting into the weeds here but anybody that watched it i think they got the call right and the sec office has come out and said we think the officials got the call right yeah uh but so it was that and i think frustration by the vol fans they expected to win and they were favored uh-huh. slightly to win and you, you you add into the mix a coach that bolted on them yeah and all that just kind of adds up to frustration. It's one of those moments, Gerard, where I was at I was at the gas station this morning, and it was packed. You know, people were trying to get to work and yeah. you know running in and out, getting coffee and that kind of thing. I bet I could have talked to the person next to me and said, "Hey, did you, did you watch that <laughs> Ole Miss Tennessee game?" Regardless of what, if this person watched college football or didn't, they would have a, a, an opinion about what went on and what they think should happen to the University of Tennessee as punishment for all this. I think that's right. And if it's not uh, – if I'm not mistaken, there there really aren't any rules that the conference or the NCAA can rely on to punish the institution for this unruly behavior from the stands, throwing stuff from the stands. And if you empty onto the field, that's a $250,000 penalty. Yeah, and that's what their the SEC statement that they issued around midnight um, after the game basically said, said that we're going to review our policies to come up with a – I'm paraphrasing here – but to come up with a, a punishment, essentially, uh, because they had nothing in place. Because there's been incidents, mainly in basketball. I remember oh, – it happened to Ole Miss back in yeah, 2007. Steven Turner says that, um, by the way. He says 2019, the Ole Miss-Tennessee Maybe basketball it was. game. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, and look, we can what about it all day long. And and I lived in Baton Rouge uh, back in the early '80s, and in those days, and they still may do it. Put the visiting fans in the end zone, that kind of the corner of the end zone down there, which is beneath an upper level of LSU fans. And I went to a game down there. We got slaughtered, forty-eight to six or something like that, uh, in Tiger Stadium when I was a freshman. And it's just customary. You're getting peppered by whatever is above you as the visiting fans. You just expected it. So it's not it's not anything new. This has been going on a long time. Uh, I shared a story in my social media, and this is absolute God's honest truth, true story. I was uh, an aspiring pitcher as a youngster, 15 years old, playing at Battlefield Park in Jackson on Highway 80. That's where I played. That's, that was the district I lived in. Now, some may say, well, Jackson's just a crime-ridden um, sort of inner-city situation, especially Battlefield Park on Highway 80. It wasn't like that back then. We're talking about the early 70s. So I'm pitching, and uh, my catcher's mother and father always came to the games but never got out of their truck. <laughs> And watched from their truck. 
You could do that. It kind of had a little hill up there. And he struck out on a questionable strike call three. Now, this is in Battlefield Park. This is no big deal. Just a normal summer league game. And I'm on the mound pitching. And I look behind, and I see his mother. Like, what's that all about? She's never gotten out. And she says something to the umpire. The next thing you know, reaches into her purse. She got a gun. Now, oh. I'm 15. Oh. And we all kind of scattered, and they called the police, and the police came and had to kind of commandeer and talk her out of that gun. Now, so this is like 19, I don't know, 74 or something. And just a nothing head baseball game. So the uh, I think the entitlementitis, shall we say, that is manifested amongst sports fans is real. And but I don't think it's anything new. I, but I, what's different is every single dang contest is on TV. And if it's not, everybody's got a video camera <laughs> in their on their person, in their hand. So anything and everything is captured. Imagine that incident that I'm describing, that w- which took place in the early 70s, taking place today. It'd, now be, it'd be national news. Right. Not then. Nobody knew. Just It was just kind of an incident, and you just went home and dealt with it the next time, but... So I don't know. I, I, to some extent, I have this opinion that we have kind of created and, and to, to engendered, fomented this entitlementitis attitude in society, and it spilled over into sports in a big way. And you know, I gosh, dog, I, we're entitled to win. Yeah. You know, sort of deal, and also, I'm not saying also that's instant gratitude, right? It's the instant gratification, yes. So, and again, I'm not saying that in a disrespectful way to Tennessee fans, because I don't think it's unique to them. I really don't. Yeah. Now, I suspect that what happened here is one or two people threw something, and then everybody else said, "Well, I'm just going to jump in." I mean, because what are they going to do to you? Like lock up. 50,000 or what? I, I was with family this weekend, and, and they were like, they should just empty the stadium and then play the game. I'm like, well, that'd take about three hours, okay? Right. Uh, so you really can't do that. They did empty the – I think they emptied the student section. Of course, the band and the cheerleaders, they all left. So that they didn't get pelted. That was a scene amongst itself. They were holding up their their cards that say go defense and stuff like that so they didn't get hit in the head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. And uh, to that extent, we've got Richard Cross, who was there, was present, and he ought to have an interesting perspective. Yeah. <laughs> he, of course, is the host of Sports Talk Mississippi, and he'll be on at 11.05. Coming up next, David Grayson, founder and CEO of CareMed EMS. We get uh, some update from David on what's going on in the ambulance service industry with the pandemic uh, situation, how they have been impacted. You're listening or watching, hopefully, Middays with Gerard and Will in the studio. Stay with us.
No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Shark Tank's real estate tycoon, Barbara Corcoran, only recommends Lee Garland in the Jackson area. Lee Garland is the number one real estate team in all of Mississippi, as published by the Wall Street Journal, directly responsible for helping over 9,000 families reach their real estate goals. That's over $1.25 billion in real estate. And those hard-to-sell listings, they just make the elite team even more motivated. Success stories like Stan in Northeast Jackson. Lee puts superior marketing strategy into gear, guided Stan with advice on preparing his home for market, and it's sold within 48 hours for the asking price. And in those cases where real life happens, Lee will let you out of your contract at any time or will give you an instant cash offer. No showings, repairs, or hassles. I wouldn't recommend Lee Garland without personal experience and a long list of outstanding satisfied clients. Call Lee Garland Group today. EXP Realty at 601-983-1130. Visit LeeWillBuyIt.com and start packing. People say things change. But in Mississippi, good things don't change. They change everything. Back when a blues musician picked up a guitar and struck a chord with the world. The Citizens Bank was making life better in Mississippi communities. Now we're in every corner of the state, changing banking to be more in yours with accessible lenders, more product choices, and always the latest in digital banking. After over a century, changing to local sounds better and better. Member FDIC. Employers, are you looking for new employees? Spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard to find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Since 1920, many great beginnings in Mississippi have begun with a diamond from All Britain's Jewelers. Since then, we've changed in many ways, except in our commitment to our customers. Hi, I'm John All Britain. At All Britons, we realize how important a diamond is to you. That's why our trained gemologist inspects every stone we sell. Whether you're buying your first diamond or celebrating your 25th anniversary, you can be confident of our quality and value. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen All Britons as their diamond store. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbons on Super Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back, everyone. Middays back with you on this Monday. Gerard and Will in the studio today. Joining us now, David Grayson, founder and CEO of CareMed EMS. Good morning, David. Thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You bet. So this is a company that you founded. You're the founder and, and presently serve as the CEO of the company. Tell us a little bit uh, about the company, exactly what you guys do. Sir, I started uh, CareMed about five years ago in Oxford, and uh, we provide ambulance coverage for five counties now currently in Mississippi. Um, so when you dial 911, we're the ones that come in those counties. Uh, we also provide non-emergency medical transportation for ambulance patients throughout Mississippi. Yeah, so how do you, how do you handle the rural areas? I know living in, in a more metropolitan area, we, we don't think that much about it. Their, their ambulances are, are uh, pervasive, and 911 services are available, and there are multiple uh, law enforcement and emergency medical uh, service agencies and so forth. It, you just don't, I guess, concern yourself with it. But when you're in a rural area and you're far removed from all of those resources and assets, how do you deal with that? Right. Rural areas are a challenge in Mississippi, especially with the loss of rural hospitals and rural emergency rooms. And when we pick those patients up, they end up having to travel to adjoining counties or sometimes adjoining states to find a hospital that they can go to. Um, rural areas have, you know, routinely, it's, it's their, their response times are going to be longer. The patients are going to generally be sicker. Uh, and when we're on those calls, many times that takes the resources out of that county so there's nobody to respond. And that kind of leads us to the shortage of paramedics and EMTs in Mississippi. Yeah, and, of course, the the uh, the the time uh, delays and just the time required for uh, pickup transport and so forth. I mean that could that could actually enter in or factor into uh, the the patient's health condition and their recoverability, even survivability. I would assume. Yes, sir. They absolutely could. Um, as I said, many of these rural patients are oftentimes sicker. Uh, it takes longer for us to get to them to help them and longer time to transport them. Yeah. Um, many times our paramedics are with those patients for maybe a couple of hours before they get to a hospital. So how has the pandemic figured into the situation? Uh, I assume that you guys are also challenged with the shortage of, of labor, uh, which is uh, affecting, it seems, like every e- industry uh, in the country. Right. We were, before the pandemic, we already were experiencing a shortage of EMTs and paramedics, much like other parts of healthcare. The pandemic has only made it worse. Um, we have less people than we need being educated as EMTs and paramedics on top of that. Hmm. Um, there's a bigger demand than there ever was for EMTs and paramedics right now. Obviously, during the pandemic, we were called on to uh, treat a lot of these patients, uh, transport them. Um, and it is it has exacerbated the problem as far as the shortage of EMTs and paramedics to the point that we're getting into a crisis. Uh, we're going to get to a point where the shortage is so bad, as it is in some other parts of the country, that there may not always be ambulances to come when you call. Hmm. Yeah, which which means uh, 
loss of life potentially and 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 certainly uh, a more difficult health situation uh, to deal with uh, injuries involved I mean the whole gambit I just kind of a, a range of thoughts run through my heads when I think about certain situations that require immediate attention right. EMS and they're not available uh, what are the results right. of that what are the consequences and and most of the time none of those are good and that's that's concerning and then you got the cost uh, this is an expensive service and you guys to a great extent, are reimbursed by insurance. Is that correct? That's right. Our costs are going up every year, as everybody else is, uh, is with inflation. Of course, the cost of health care is just soaring. The cost of our equipment is and paying our people. Um, our reimbursements, uh, we primarily are reimbursed by Medicare and Medicaid, is our largest reimbursers. Um, those rates are set by Congress and our, and our uh, state officials at the Medicaid level. Uh, we haven't seen a significant increase in reimbursement in some time now. Mm-hmm. Um, Medicaid patients, we're often asked, uh, well, every time we transport a Medicaid patient, we're transporting them at below the cost. We get right. reimbursed less money than it takes us to provide that trip. Yeah. And then what about the uninsured population, which is quite high here in the state of Mississippi? Right, it's very high, and in EMS, as you know, when we when you call nine one one, we don't ask for your insurance. Right? right, we have to come. Right, we take care of you no matter what. So there's a large number of uninsured in Mississippi, um, and that's a challenge for us as well. Of course, you know we don't generally don't get reimbursed for those, so um, that that even taxes the system worse uh, from, from a reimbursement level. And uh, our people are out there working hard, and they deserve good equipment and good pay raises. And we really need to, our government officials, we really need their help to step up and help us improve our reimbursements and uh, get us at least reimbursed at a, at a, at least come somewhere closer to what our cost of doing business is so we can make sure that people do get an ambulance when they call 911. What happens, uh, David, when you respond to a call and you provide some level of care, and then the patient says that they don't want to go to an ER, to a hospital, to a health care facility. How, how does that work from a financial perspective? Right. And that happened a lot during COVID because you would go treat people and they didn't really want to go to a hospital full of COVID, right? Uh, in our current reimbursement models, Medicare, Medicaid, and almost all insurances, I only get paid, we get paid, when we transport you to the hospital. So if we go out and provide you care at your home or beside the road or, or wherever, and you do not get transported, we generally did that. Um, we did that at, at our cost. There's no, there's no, no reimbursement for that. Yeah. Um, that's another area that we really need to change in healthcare. Hmm. Interesting. So are you doing it? Is the industry doing anything to try to, entice people to to enter this line of work so that you can get more human resources involved in it? We have. Um, a lot of companies uh, provide scholarships for people, for example, that want to become EMTs and paramedics. Um, we in, in Mississippi, most all of our EMTs and paramedics are educated through the community college system. Of course, they try to recruit people uh, to these into these classes. Unfortunately, we're kind of uh, I don't know that we've done enough uh, to educate people to know that it's actually a really good occupation, um, well-paid occupation. Um, 
I think there a lot of people may be going into other health care areas than EMS. Um, right now in Mississippi, our community college programs have a fairly low number of students uh, going into EMS. Nowhere near enough to meet the needs that we need today. Uh, there is a, a it, every ambulance service, probably every ambulance service in Mississippi uh, is short staffed right now. Some more significant than others. Yeah. And that is just due to lack of people. David, is there anything that you'd like to see our state government, our legislature and governor, et cetera, uh, act on to uh, to help the industry? I would. Uh, I think the one thing we need a lot of help from in Mississippi is from the Medicaid, uh, the Mississippi Division of Medicaid. We need to improve our reimbursements for those patients. Um, an example for those Medicaid patients, we're not, we do not get paid for the first 25 miles of a transport for Medicaid patients. Hmm. Uh, that, that just makes it worse. Um, there's some other things they could do to help us get to, um, uh, uh, more reasonable reimbursements for transporting and treating these patients. Um, I know that the state has, uh, we did get a little bit of an allotment of the COVID money, the first allotment. Yeah. Um, we haven't got anything since then. Uh, that would help to keep us, make us whole because, you know, the EMS folks are the front line. They're out there going every day. People expect an ambulance to show up when they call. And we really need our state government, our state leaders, and even our federal leaders to to pay us some attention, I guess. You know, healthcare is a big industry. We hear a lot about nurses and doctors and hospitals. Yep. We don't hear a lot about EMS. And we really need to bring that to our attention, and it's critical. Yeah, you're right about that. It, it, it doesn't seem to make its way into the talking points whenever we discuss healthcare. David, uh, thanks so much right. for coming on, and uh, thanks for your services and for setting up shop uh, in that uh, area where yes, the need is critical and desperately needed. Appreciate that, David. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. You got it. We'll take a break right here. We'll come back with more talk. Don't forget, at 11.05, Richard Cross, the host of Sports Talk Mississippi, will join us. We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 76. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 46. Your Tuesday rolls in with mostly sunny conditions, high near 79. Tuesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 59. And for your Wednesday, a slight chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 83. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. The Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last-minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last-minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at the Rogue serving Mississippi. Here's a fact. COVID hospitalizations of young people have tripled since the start of summer. Also a fact. Vaccines are highly effective in preventing hospitalizations and deaths, even from the Delta variant. If you've got questions about COVID vaccines, talk to a doctor, because our kids are irreplaceable. We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. 
Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Morganstone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morgan Stone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. We've all heard the old expression, work smarter, not harder. Those words become a reality when you visit Ace Bolton Screw. From tools and accessories to every fastener imaginable, Ace Bolton Screw has everything you need for every job. Register to win a Predator Talon high-performance electric bike valued at $3,000. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Located on Julianne Street, just off Gallatin and Jackson, right off 555 at the Gluckstadt exit, and coming soon to Highway 49 in Richland. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A proposal in D.C. that would allow the IRS to monitor bank accounts worth more than $600 is facing backlash. Mandy Gunnisakura, former EPA chief of staff and Mississippi native, claims it's all about control. They want to know how people are spending their money because they know that is a very important means of control. And they have always been trying to expand the IRS, and you cannot trust them. Supporters of the proposal say it would identify hundreds of billions of dollars in unpaid taxes. A sex trafficking suspect will have her initial court appearance tomorrow in Rankin County. Rankin County deputies received information about the possible sex trafficking of a 16-year-old from out of state. Last Thursday, Ermarez Valaquez was arrested on charges of human trafficking, promoting prostitution, and dissemination of child pornography. Her bond was denied. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Mississippi's health care system has experienced many challenges during the COVID pandemic, like the critical shortage of paramedics statewide. Here's Clyde DeChamp, EMS board representative to the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance. All of us at the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance recognize the impact that paramedics have in the early stabilization of medical emergencies. There's an urgent need for paramedics statewide, and community colleges throughout Mississippi offer excellent paramedic training programs. If you want to be in a profession that offers the immediate satisfaction of helping people in critical situations, I urge you to consider becoming a paramedic. It's a dynamic, highly valued job, and as a paramedic, you could join the ranks of Mississippi's healthcare heroes, making a difference on the front lines of emergency care. The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to visit mshealthcarealliance.org for a complete listing of community colleges that offer paramedic training. Nothing serves up healthy happiness like a plate of Mississippi pork. Looking for a dish that's high in protein? Try tender pork sirloin, packed with 24 grams of protein and only 173 calories per serving. Or how about mouthwatering pork loin with 22 grams of protein and only 122 calories per serving? And the taste will have your family begging for more. 
This message brought to you by the Mississippi Pork Producers Association and the National Pork Board Checkoff. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Cry every night for you. These arms long to hold you again. Middays back with you, Gerard and Will in the studio on this Monday. Appreciate that, Will. That is, of course, a great tune, These Eyes, by the Guess Who. I, I don't know who. You tell me. Oh, the Guess Who. Who's on first? <laughs> uh, so, I thought it appropriate to play that tune. Of course, that song... Uh, I think was released in 1968. 1968 by the Guess Who, a Canadian rock band. It was co-written by the group's lead guitarist. Many aren't aware of this. It was none other than Randy Bachman of Bachman Turner Overdrive. BTO, taking care of business. Well... It turns out, over the weekend, a story breaks that his iconic Orange Gretsch guitar was found. It was stolen decades ago, and it was it was located. Now, Bachman is 78 years old, man. Talk about make you feel old. And... By the way, this same guitar was played by Chet Atkins, who many believe is the greatest guitarist of all time. Dwayne Eddy. So his guitar was discovered uh, by some sleuth. And uh, though Bachman did file reports with the Royal Mounted Police and the Ontario Police, of course, him being a Canuck, a Canadian that somebody found it, and it now is back in his possession, and there's a photo floating around of the 78-year-old Bachman holding up that orange Gretsch guitar. How about that? Yeah, very cool. But he, of course, uh, a lot of folks are familiar with the tune American Woman. By the guess who? Yeah, that's right. one, probably their most famous one, I would say. Right? I think that and these eyes, yeah, yeah. Would, are both up in there. But yeah, uh, of course, he scorning a relationship with an American female, being a Canuck, <laughs> kind of cool. But he's got his guitar back, 
And that's big news. Just wanted to share that. We had a guy on in a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar about a year ago. I think his name was Stanley Booth, if I'm not mistaken. I may be wrong about the name. But anyway, he was an expert on the Rolling Stones equipment. Okay. And occasionally, you know, some millionaire somewhere would buy a guitar, and they would bring him in to authenticate it. Yeah. And his job was to literally go through pictures (laughs) and talk to people and figure out if this equipment was real or not real. And most of the time... You know, it this this guitar. You know, had been they could trace it back almost like it's you know some artifact. You know, and they 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 could trace it back, and yeah, it was authentic. And occasionally he'd get crap. You know, he he knew that it wasn't true. One time he gets he was telling the story to Steve Azar. He gets a, a phone call from some little guitar shop. I can't remember where exactly. It was like in Arizona somewhere, kind of off the beaten path a little bit. Says they think it's Keith Richards' guitar. Yeah, and you know he. Normally, these millionaires finance him to come. He literally has to travel out there and look at it and all this kind of stuff. Well, this is just some guitar shop owner. He says, I can't pay for that. Well, the guy just so happens to be taking a vacation in L.A., and he decides, you know what? I'm going to drive down there and just check it out. Who knows? Maybe it is. He drives there, and it's like a couple hundred miles he has to drive. He has to rent a car, drives down there, finds out that it's one of Keith Richards' original guitars from one of their first albums, and the thing, you know, goes from being worth a couple hundred bucks to several hundred thousand dollars yeah. overnight just because this guy authenticated it. And I'm thinking, wow, how many of these instruments are out there from these early rock bands that, you know, got sold or, you know, they didn't play anymore that yeah. are just floating around out there that nobody knows about? That's probably correct. But was uh, this guitar stolen? Uh, you know, how, who knows how it just ends up in someone else's hands. Now, that's what Gretsch said. Gretsch, uh, excuse me, not Gretsch. Bachman said his Gretsch guitar was, in fact, stolen, and he reported it as a theft. Now, I couldn't find any information as to the recovery of it, how that occurred. It's just someone found it by... Saw it on the internet. Somebody was bragging about it, and someone yeah. found uh, saw that. Was familiar with the fact that it, that Bachman reported it stolen decades ago, and uh, and tracked it down and, it and presented it to Bachman. Yeah, it's beyond crazy. Uh, you know, there's also kind of an interesting story about Paul McCartney's 1963 Hofner. Bass. It was actually called, I think, a violin bass, if I'm not mistaken. If you ever see that bass, uh, it's kind of shaped like a small violin with a long neck and, of course, the, the bass strings on it. And if memory serves, a Japanese investor bought it. And I don't know where it is today, but what I do remember is back in the MTV video days, uh, they used to have a series called Pop Up Video, mm-hmm. and they would play a, a video and pop up little bubbles, uh, is is uh, with with uh, trivia in the bubble to uh, about the scene, about the song, about the artist, etc. And I, I'm pretty sure I got this right. There was a song that McCartney um, recorded called "My Brave Face." And 
I think that's where I got that information from, was that there was a pop-up in the pop-up video that said something about his Hofner base had been purchased at an auction or something by a Japanese investor. But And it's I think he was the first one to sort of popularize that as a as a bass instrument for rock and roll, the Hofner bass. But anyhow. So Randy Bachman <laughs> of BTO, he got his guitar back at seventy eight. That's pretty cool. Rhett and Ridgeland says I had a Hofner bass. Hated it. Felt like a toy. That's probably true, Ren uh, Rhett relative to the um uh, the the bass instruments of today. Mose does point out American Woman was a Vietnam protest song. The American Woman was a Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I've read some reports on that, Mose, where where that is the implication. Uh, but I've also read something that, that that suggested that it did have to do with a relationship. But yeah. uh, either Kinda way, works for both. Though, it kind it does, and it it was in fact the Vietnam era, and there and there was. Um, it was common for rock and roll bands, youth especially of the era, to protest the war uh, through song. A lot of lot of protest music was recorded. We could do a whole show on just that, honestly. But that's pretty cool. Uh, on the older music topic, wife and I extremely enjoyed the Earth, Wind, and Fire Saturday night. Thanks, Super Talk Midday, for the tickets. That's from JB on the C Spire text line. I heard a lot of good stuff about Can it. Can I give a little tease? Yeah. Starting tomorrow, yep. you're going to be able to win foreigner tickets. This cool. is for the Bancorp South Arena um, show that they're going to have. Uh, I'm not a quite exactly sure when it is, but they're going to be at the Bancorp South Arena, so that'll be foreigner. We'll start giving away tickets to that tomorrow. Very cool. Uh, extremely cool. Foreigner, of course, uh, without Lou Graham, their lead singer. But I, I can't remember the name who, who is the lead singer now. He is excellent and just has the perfect, powerful, uh, penetrating voice, I think, to sing the Foreigner songs. I like to go out and watch them on YouTube. Uh, yeah. Really, really talented. So um, anyhow, you know, we're going to pivot a bit here. The issue of masks continues to to just uh, gain steam in our country. Very, very, we're somewhat divided over it, but... We have on this program, we have kind of made fun a little bit of Joe Biden and certainly many of the Democrats, I think, who just always appear to be virtue signaling with their masks. They'll be outside by themselves, for example, wearing a mask. Well, we got another rules for thee, but not for me story when we come back. Kind of, It's kind of just same song, another verse. Really sick of it. Meanwhile, we got Chicago bumping us out of this segment with a little 25 or 6 to 4.
Napa know-how. All is in the air. The pros at Napa Auto Parts can tell because our prices are changing and dropping faster than the leaves. Keep warm with the Mr. Heater Portable Buddy Indoor Safe Propane Heater for $74.99. Take care of your engine with Napa Premium Conventional Motor Oil for $11.99 for a 5-quart jug. Change out your filters with a $20 Visa rebate card by mail with the purchase of a Napa-branded oil, air, and cabin air filter on the same invoice. There's plenty more on sale at Napa. Napa know-how. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land. And just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. This is the opening agri-market report. The open at the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was down 121 to 106.12. March cotton was down 89 to 104.11. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, November soybeans were up two and a quarter to 12.20 per bushel. January soybeans were up one and a half to 12.27 and three quarters per bushel. December corn was up three cents to 5.28 and three quarters per bushel. March corn was up two and three quarters to 5.37 per bushel. At the mercantile, December live cattle was down 72 to 130.25. February live cattle was down 62 to 134.72. January feeders down 140 to 160.12. March feeders down 132 to 161 even. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is down 47 points, 35,247. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Defense wins championships. And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at B3XF.com. Always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. Late season weather is no match for preparation and planning. Grow with pride all season long with Delta Pine brand cotton, featuring varieties bred to tolerate high winds and freezing temperatures. Open bowls and pick easily with Harvest Aid products and defoliate for an earlier harvest with high yield potential. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. 
arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Probably know by now, but in case you haven't heard, uh, former Secretary of State Colin Powell passed away this morning. The age of 84 from uh, complications from COVID is what is being reported. I think he also had uh, respiratory disease, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Had some... Uh, some preconditions of uh, health problems. So we uh, we're certainly sorry to hear that. Uh, Colin was highly respected. Didn't always di- agree with his political positions, uh, and it was thought he might run for president at one point. He was he polling twice. very high. Yeah, twice. In um, what was it? Ninety five, ninety six. Yeah. Um, when Dole ran on the Republican ticket, and then in 2000, yeah, uh, when ended up being George W. Bush, he stepped out. He stepped aside uh, for Bush. Is kind of what the, the spin was on that, or the report, I guess I would say. But nonetheless, um, we uh, we're sorry to hear of, of that news. He, he was highly respected by both sides politically. And a prospective candidate for uh, president, but decided not to run. And again, I didn't always agree with him uh, from a political perspective, but always sorry to hear of the death of uh, of anyone in this case. So, Joe Biden, (laughs) oh, geez, he's pretty good about lecturing Americans, as are so many of these virtuous, condescending politicians is kind of sickening about wearing masks and getting vaccinated and all that stuff. And I, I felt for some time, and it made that known on the on the program, that the more they scold and admonish and lecture, the least likely are Americans to comply with what they're pushing. And nothing, I guess, taints those efforts more than when they don't abide by their own rules, by their own requests. And so now Bidens were, uh, the Bidens were caught on camera leaving a ritzy restaurant in Georgetown with, accompanied by their masked-up Secret Service agents, in tow, as they typically are. But he, nor did his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, have their masks on. They were carrying them in their hands. 
Oh, the humanity. See, wearing masks inside is mandatory in Washington, D.C., as ordered by Democratic Mayor Muriel Bowser. She reinstated these indoor mask mandates in July, still in effect in the uh, nation's capital. But not Joe. Don't apply to he or Dr. Jill Biden. And there are numerous photos. Again, like, like I said earlier, you can't pick your nose without the whole world knowing it because everybody walks around with a camera in their hand. So I'm fine with him not having his mask on. I'm not fine with him lecturing us to make sure we always have ours on and then not doing it himself. That's what I'm not fine with. So, let's call it what it is. It's hypocrisy. It's a, it's a bad look at a minimum. Will the left-wing media call him out? Mm, I don't know. Not sure. Haven't seen anything to that effect yet. But it's making its way around the media outlets that are um, inclined to report such, and they have. But there you go. He is uh, <laughs> hes not on board with complying adherence to his own rule. Just crazy. By the way, the CDC, if anybody cares, they've released new guidelines, brand new guidelines on masks and vaccines this holiday season. And they say, of course, you got to stay masked up through the holidays. Get your holiday-themed mask and porch heaters ready, is what they're saying. Masks and outdoor gatherings, that's the best way to celebrate the holidays, according to the CDC. There you go. Masks indoor, better yet, outdoor. It's cold in some parts of the country, though. Hmm. It is time for a break here on Middays. We've got Super Talk News, Fox News coming your way. And when we return, Richard Cross, the host of Sports Talk Mississippi, believe he was on the field this past weekend up in Knoxville at Rocky Top. Can't wait to hear what Richard has to say. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. News. I'm Chris Foster. Colin Powell died, 84 years old. His family said he had a breakthrough COVID-19 infection. Powell was the first African-American to serve as chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the top military officer, and later Secretary of State. Powell was the top diplomat in the run-up to the 2003 invasion of Iraq. In a statement, former President George W. Bush called Powell a favorite of presidents, highly respected at home and abroad, a family man, and a friend. Fox's Jared Halpern. The Supreme Court overrules rulings in California and Oklahoma, allowing lawsuits against police officers accused of excessive force. China's economic growth is slowing down again. China says its economy grew by 4.9% in the July to September quarter, compared with the same period last year. In the previous quarter, growth was almost 8%. Economists point to various factors, including power shortages, bottlenecks in supply chains, and problems in the property market. Fox's Simon Owen. America's listening to Fox News. 
Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to EatBasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Hello, my name is John Merrill, the owner of Amada Senior Care. We're your local trust advisor for senior home care. We provide experienced caregivers for your loved ones so they can remain in their home. Just like you would care for your loved ones, our employees provide assistance with their personal care. Needs. As your trusted senior advisor, I can help your family navigate the long-term care insurance process. Just call me, John Merrill with the Mata Senior Care, for your free in-home consultation, 601-864-3752. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. In addition to a mobile ID program that could launch in November, Public Safety Commissioner Sean Tendall shared plans for a full mobile wallet. We anticipate after meeting with ITS last week that we will be offering some sort of Mississippi wallet whereby not only will you have your driver's license and your COVID card and vaccine cards, but you can also have your hunting license and fishing license and working with other state agencies to provide the information that they do in some form of mobile wallet. It could be ready by spring. A man was killed during a home invasion in Yazoo County late last week. According to the Yazoo Herald, a man identified as Eddie London entered a home on Grand Avenue and the residents woke up to find him in their bedroom. County Coroner Ricky Shivers told the publication that London was shot three times after a confrontation with the homeowner who has not been charged. Authorities say that London appeared to be under the influence at the time. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. A message from professional linebacker in native Mississippi and Demario Davis. Coming up in Mississippi, I learned the Mississippi way to be strong and serve one another. I remember fighting through the noise. I remember the struggle, getting stronger to support my team. That's the Mississippi way. That's why Mississippians are getting the COVID-19 vaccine to protect ourselves and the ones we love. Learn more at msway.com. Hey there, what are you doing today? Would whatever it is be easier with faster, more reliable home internet? If you said yes, we have good news. Viasat offers high-speed satellite internet wherever you live, even if cable providers don't go there. So you can get online today and tomorrow. Go to Viasat.com slash internet now and save up to $150 on select home plans. That's V-I-A-S-A-T dot com slash internet now. Minimum 24-month service term. Service is not available in all areas. See Viasat.com for additional terms and conditions. The pandemic gave pharmacists across the state an opportunity to prove they can do more than dispense medication. Bo Cox is the director of the Mississippi Pharmacists Association. The federal government tasked pharmacies with ordering, storing, and supplying these vaccines to our nursing home facilities. And so it was really a good opportunity for us to show, hey, this is something we can do. We've been doing flu vaccines. We can handle COVID vaccines. It takes about seven years to get a doctorate in pharmacy. While the state has worked to provide additional help for victims of human trafficking, Lindsay Simmons with the Human Trafficking Coalition says there's still a lot of work to be done. If they're over 18, they can go to Sandy Shelter at the Center for Violence Prevention, but they don't house teenagers. And so we don't have a home for kids right now and that's our the big effort for our group right now we're working with a lot of foster care agencies and children's homes and churches and trying to partner and stand up a shelter for teenagers i'm kelly bennett 
Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services in Hattiesburg is one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses. Pine Grove provides the highest quality mental health care for children, adolescents, and adults. Pine Grove also features several specialty addiction treatment programs for men and women. Additionally, Pine Grove specializes in the treatment of licensed professionals. Please call 1-888-574-HOPE for more information and visit pinegrovetreatment.com. What's my core value? Equity. Compassion. Determination. At AmeriCorps, my commitment to equity gives every student a strong start. My compassion brings food and friendship to neighbors in need. My determination protects parks in my community. Every day, AmeriCorps members and volunteers live their values to make communities stronger. What's at your core? Learn more at AmeriCorps.gov. To good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Middays rolling into hour two on this Monday. Gerard and Will in the studios. Joining us now, the host of Sports Talk Mississippi, Richard Cross. Hey there, Richard. What's happening? Gerard, happy Monday. Good to see you. <laughs> did uh, Did you put a helmet on when all that was going on? <laughs> no helmet. No helmet. I just uh, kind of like the Ole Miss team. I eased out onto the field. You know, it really is strange though. So, so I go to midfield yeah. for the coin toss, and that's my favorite thing about the job okay. uh, about being the sideline reporter. I get to walk out into the middle of the football field right before the game starts, and I made a conscious effort Saturday night to take a look around because it was an unbelievable environment. Yeah. But once the game starts, I'm on the sideline and, and kind of stay on the sideline. Sometimes I'll go around behind the end zone. So it was a pretty strange deal to, with a minute left on the clock in the fourth quarter, just for, I don't know, 15 minutes, be standing out at the hash marks, just kind of <laughs> watching the crowd, making sure there's not a bottle that's, uh, that's headed for me or, or somebody else. Man, what a, what an incredible, weird, strange scene. You know, when, when you've been around SEC football for a while, you get to the point where you think you've seen just about everything. Except for the fact that you haven't. There's always something else, and uh, and we certainly saw that something else on Saturday night. Well, on our video feed, we got uh, we got three panes, three windows going up, and one of those, as you can yep. see, features uh, those last few moments there of the game when all the the melee was ensuing, uh, and we probably will see the coach, Coach Kiffin getting pelted with a yellow golf ball. I'm still trying to understand who brings golf balls into a stadium. Do you think that was intentional to throw it at somebody? Surely not. 
I mean, I don't know if somebody went to the ballpark with the idea of, hey, I'm going to take this golf ball, and if I get a chance, I'm going to bean one or <laughs> launch one at Lane Kiffin's head and just see how good my aim is. I, I mean, I would like to think that somebody went and got uh, – it was a beautiful day in Knoxville. Yeah. Uh, maybe they got 18 in before yeah. lunchtime and forgot that there was a golf ball. But who really plays golf with a yellow ball? I mean, I know it's a thing, but stop. Just stop. Go buy white Pro V1s and be done with it. Well – I don't, but those in my group do. As you get older, Richard, you'll find your eyesight starts to falter a bit. But I will say this, when you're playing this time of year and the leaves are falling, uh, especially where I play, where the rough is rather high, when those leaves are situated in a certain uh, position and the sun is beaming down on them, as was the case this weekend, every leaf looks like a white golf ball. So that that's the benefit right. of the yellow. Um, but I, I try to stay away from it. there's little in life, Gerard, there's little <laughs> in life on the golf course that is more frustrating when you hit a good enough shot. Maybe you don't hit it right down the gut in the yep. middle of the fairway, but when you hit a good enough shot that you know – that ball landed right there. Yep. It should be there, but you can't find it because of the leaf. So yep. I've benefited the doubt on the yellow golf ball. I, uh, I get it. <laughs> well, so the obvious question for you, sir, since you were on the sidelines, did you get hit with anything? I did. Uh, in fact, was uh, was we were on the air. We never went to a break during that, just trying to kind of chronicle the scene. And I got hit in the arm with a water bottle. I mean, it was fine. I had a, had a jacket on and... I think it was one that didn't have a lid on it, but, you know, it was about half or three quarters full and it, it didn't hit on the end of the bottle. But I mean, that's yeah, okay. But that's a, it's really an unsafe scene. And to me, the thing, and, and I said this on our broadcast, we, we spent four hours on, on Saturday night because it was a long football game. Honestly, six hours if you want to go back to the start of the pregame show talking about how great an environment was. The stadium looked fantastic with the, the checkerboard effect that they did in the stands. Yeah. Those fans were amped up. It was full almost to the gills. I mean, 102,000 and change, and and there were legitimately 100,000 people in the stadium, even with the scattered empties that you have regardless of of how big the game is. They were into it. The band's great. The fans were great. It was a fantastic environment for a college football game. But they went too far. I mean, the Tennessee fans came with, with one thing on their mind, and that was affecting the outcome of the game. Not not necessarily. They didn't go into the game saying, we're going to throw a bunch of stuff on the field, but they came into the game the way great fan bases do, saying, we're going to affect the outcome of the game. We're going to be the, the 12th man, mm-hmm. if you will. And, and they played that role well, but then it went to a, a different level. And I'm, I'm a little frustrated isn't the right word. It just kind of roll your eyes. When you, when you read the statement from – from Danny White, and I thought a lot of what his statement said was good. But when you start saying a few fans or several fans were throwing things, I, I don't know what your definition of a few or several is, but it certainly was well into the hundreds, if not into the thousands of people. And and it wasn't just that people threw stuff on the field. It continued. I mean, it, for, for 15 minutes, you had this, like, just constant barrage of stuff coming onto the field. You know, I, I've heard people talking about when they went through the uh, the cleanup pile, it was water bottles, it was alcohol bottles, it was beer cans that were half full or empty or completely full, it was vape pens, they found screws, they obviously found some golf balls that made their way to the stadium, 
I'm told that there are whistles, which actually might explain a play earlier in the game that was a little hmm. strange looking. Hmm. Anything they could find, pizza boxes, and it was, look, the majority of it was coming from the student section. Yeah. Uh, there's no question about that. But it was not isolated to the student section either. You had you had grown folks that ought to know better, and I'm not saying the students shouldn't know better as well, who are just cascading stuff, and it, it got to a tipping point. And to me, the bigger issue, and, and you may or may not agree with me on this, it, it's not just throwing objects onto the field. It's where we are culturally with a mob mentality. No, I agree. And that's a little scary. I mean, they, they at one point evacuated the bottom 20 rows of the student section, and then just as the game was about to start, it was this mad rush for the people that were, you know, 20, 30 rows up coming down to field level. I had the director of security say to me, I was standing just behind the end zone for the last couple of plays of the game. He said, and I had met him earlier in the night, he said, Richard, he said, if Tennessee wins this game, you better get out of the way. He said, because somebody's going to get hurt. The, the security personnel on the field knew that if Tennessee won that game, all of that pent-up frustration was coming onto the field in form of people. It wasn't going to be in form of bottles and whatever else they were throwing. It was going to be people coming onto the field and a situation that probably would have become even more unsafe than it was for that 20-minute delay that we had. Yeah, I, I just think a couple of weeks ago, uh, A&M in Alabama uh, was incredible, the way yeah. they, they emptied onto the field. And, and, of course, we've seen it in Oxford. We've seen it everywhere. It, so this is a comment I made, yeah. Richard, when, when you talk about – because I agree with you. It's there, There's something, I think, going on in our country from a cultural perspective. Let's be honest. This isn't unique to Tennessee. This incident was – this could happen in any stadium in America. It, it could, and and it has, but it hasn't happened to this level, Gerard. I agree. This is a different level, a different level. It had a European soccer feel to it from the the early '90s. You remember seeing those videos where they ultimately put fences up to keep people from coming off the field. Yeah, remember you know, that. We're, we're really fortunate, and 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 I'm not being flippant when I say this. We're really, really fortunate that somebody was not seriously injured. And I'm not even talking about a football player. I'm talking about somebody that's sitting in the stands where you've got stuff that's flying out of the upper deck in the direction of the field, you, you get hit with a glass bottle or, or a, a three-quarter full 16-ounce tall boy that's coming from 250 feet behind you in the back of the head, you you could be looking at somebody that had been seriously injured. And, and it's easy to make light of this and go, oh, well, it was just you know out of control and it was Lane Kiffin. That's no excuse. And it was a, a a great night and a great scene in Knoxville turned into an embarrassment for the University of Tennessee. It turned into an embarrassment for the SEC and it turned into an embarrassment for college football. And, and I'm not trying to I, I'm not trying to overplay it. It was ugly at the end. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with you. Uh, I'm just saying that I, I feel like we're at this point in this country, and to some extent it's manifesting its way into in sports, this in, entitlementitis attitude where we're entitled to win. And and so uh, to me it just looked like, well, dang it, looks like we're not going to, and i got to get a pound of flesh somehow. Here's a water bottle and a mustard bottle and a golf ball. And uh, I don't know. It just the, the way that critical call, what they spent, it seemed like an eternity reviewing it because they had to get it right. Uh, yeah. It's it is a sad situation that I think will have ramifications in a lot of different ways throughout the realm of college sports. And 
it it is a it's a stain on Tennessee at this point. It happened there yeah. by them. So we'll see what happens. And, and a strong statement from the SEC commissioner, a strong statement from the University of Tennessee president. That's yeah. all well and good. What are you going to do to back yeah. up a strong statement, though? What's the punishment going to be? I guess that's the next shoe to drop. Totally agree. Rich, appreciate you coming on. Glad you were safe. And we got a big one coming up uh, this weekend. We'll see you up there. No doubt. No doubt. Thanks, Take care. George. See you, buddy. We'll be right back with Midday. Stay with us. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. The Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at the Rogue Serving Mississippians. Who said food? Who said rides? Who said free parking? I say Yazoo County Fair. The most beloved tradition of Yazoo is back. The Yazoo County Fair is celebrating its 93rd fair with a whole week of entertainment and fun. From October 15th through October 23rd, enjoy all rides for one price. Plus, arts and crafts, local canyon exhibits, petting zoo, and other fair favorites included in your general admission. Parking is free, so we hope to see you at Hugh J. McGraw Drive. Find all the details on Facebook or go to visityazoo.org. In the house, my friend Lee Garland of EXP. What's happening, Lee? 2020 was an incredible year. We sold hundreds of houses. As a matter of fact, and thank you, you took care of a family member. What was so unique about selling that home was the buyer who bought it, bought it sight unseen. They bought it from the videos, photos, and drone footage that we shot. They did not actually step foot in the house until the week before closing. Share with us some of the other advantages of the marketing campaign. One of the things that we do is we give sellers options. We give them the option of assurance, Convenience and the ability to get top dollar on their property. If the seller needs the assurance that their house is going to sell, we can guarantee that sale. If it doesn't sell at the end of the listing agreement, we'll buy it. And that's what makes you guys the leader in the market. We are the number one team in central Mississippi. We spend more money marketing properties than anybody else. We have an advertising budget of almost a half a million dollars, where the average agent only spends 250 to $500 a month. Go to LeeWillBuyIt.com or call us at 601-983-1130. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. Jones Sign Company would like to salute all healthcare and first responders for putting your life on the line to help so many. You are the true heroes. Johnny Jones and the crew salute you. Thank you from Jones Sign Company. Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. 
You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Middays with Gerard and Will in the studio. That is from the all-hit request line. Thank you for that, Will. That's Feeling That Way by Journey lead singer that you just heard was none other than keyboardist Greg Rowley. What else is he known for that is related to something that occurred here in Mississippi recently and a guest we had on the program, Greg Rowley, was the keyboardist for Santana. Ah. And that is his voice on Black Magic Woman in Oye Como Va ah. in Evil Ways. It's the same guy. It's Greg Rowley that you just that? heard in Feeling That Way in Journey. How about that? One of the founding members of Journey and one of the original founding members of Santana with Carlos. Huh. But if you listen carefully to his voice, you can tell, yeah, yeah, that does sound similar to Black Magic Woman. Anyhow, little bit of musical trivia here on this Monday. Where's Perez? <laughs> He's always good for that stuff. He knows more than all of us combined about exactly. that stuff. There's no question about it. You know, um, I, I don't know about uh, whose fans are better or worse than others. I've been to almost every SEC venue, and I, you know, I look. I sit like I said, I've sat in Tiger Stadium and been pelted. But I think that's because of where they put the visitors. I um, I've been to Tuscaloosa many times. And I'll share this story. And again, I'm not saying that Alabama fans are any worse than our fans or anybody else's. It's just anecdotal stories. I'm with my my wife and my two young children at the time, and we're we're sitting on the kind of the edge of the of the visitors section. Uh, some visitors sprinkled into this section, and uh, right behind us were two co-eds that I evidently couldn't get in the student section, and they're behind us. And I know this is shocking, but they're consuming alcohol in the stands, and they've got their plastic drink cups, you know, and they're and they're swaying about. and And there was a play when something happens, and one of them stumbles and and spills a full drink that was bourbon. All over my daughter, who's like eight or nine, who who now smelled like a wine hoe, essentially. So I said, you know, I don't want to mess anybody's fun up, but this is getting a little out of hand um, when you drop it on my daughter like that. And it was clear they were, I mean, close to the point where they just about couldn't stand. So I went and got, you know, without saying anything, one of the stadium of security, and I, I want to say it was an actual police officer at the time, and he comes down, 
And he looks at him and he says, well, there's some, there's some folks that reported that some people were getting out of hand around here and spilling their drinks. <laughs> and I'll never forget, one of the young ladies goes, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> no, not you. <laughs> uh, and, and they escorted them out. Now, honestly, they were at the point where they were probably going to pass out in the stands. Not that that doesn't happen across the fruited plain. I mean, that's what happens. And people are saying, well, it, you could expect this because they're selling alcohol, beer, right, in Tennessee. Well, it ain't like they weren't drinking beer. <laughs> other alcohol before they legalized it. Yeah. It's been going on a long time, as far as I know. I've I, I've been there. I snuck stuff into stadiums before. Yeah. Did yeah. the Ziploc bag thing. Yeah. I remember going to Davis Wade Stadium. And I don't know how in the world I got away with this. But some buddies of mine, we went to, to a Mississippi State game uh, one night, and we took a cooler, an igloo cooler, in there with beer pretty hard to do that today i don't know how in the world we got in there <laughs> i had a student i had a student tickets even though i wasn't a student there i wouldn't even i think i was still in community college at the time uh but we got in there and we took an igloo cooler and i'm thinking good grief how in the world did we get in here so it's been going on for ages uh with the alcohol sales now that's one punishment that people have floated for tennessee is maybe they limit alcohol sales there for the next home game, which happens to be against Georgia, yeah, number one team in the nation. Uh, they've also floated the idea of maybe no fans in the stands for their next home game. Uh, I've also heard maybe they don't have a next home game. They move their next home game to Georgia hmm. um, as punishment, basically. I'm not sure what kind of rules there are. that They're going to have to... Come up with some room. Well, I don't know that they could. I mean, I don't know how that works. Those are obviously extremely complex contracts and agreements between the member institutions and the conference and the NCAA. I haven't looked at them, and and uh, I don't know. Maybe we need to get a lawyer's guest that is familiar with those contracts to opine. But it, best I could tell, there doesn't be appear to be any kind of rules that would allow the conference or the NCAA to punish an institution for such unruly behavior in the stands like that. The only one I know about is when you pour onto the field. Yeah. I know that. And that's recently enacted, I think. So I don't know. Well, as Richard works. said, you know, you, you think you've seen it all until you have it because <laughs> right. who expected this? I, yeah, I know. And I, I don't know what the, what the answer is, honestly. Uh, and, and then you, you also got to wonder if it hadn't have been such a critical situation with a call that could have been the difference in the game if, if that fourth down had been ruled a different spot, resulting in a first down, and Tennessee goes on to score, a touchdown would have been required, I believe, to win the game. Um, it, you know, and it, they hadn't have gone away for such a long period of time. And I think that the stadium and the fans in the stadium were expecting that they were going to rule it an incorrect spot and it should be a first down. That It seemed like some of the reaction, it felt like, was in response to that. Yeah, It's like, this is it. You know, I can't deal with it anymore. I, and, I, and it's again, I'm just speculating. It could be any, any number of things. But I, I, and I have been across uh, the conference. To, I haven't been to Missouri. Uh, to the stadiums, 
And I, honestly, I would have to say, is, I've been to Tennessee. I've been to Tennessee twice uh, to games up there. And it is an incredible atmosphere. One thing I remember about going up there during the Peyton era was uh, they had their uh, their, their sports uh, apparel and just everything, UT store, shop, what we used to call the bookstore in, in our day. It was like a Walmart. I mean, it's gigantic with the, you know, <laughs> the number of checkout lines, and you could buy anything you could imagine in Tennessee orange with Tennessee logo, including a fully decorated Christmas tree. I totally done in UT theme. Just box it up, take it home. You know, uh, full size cutout, cardboard cutouts, as I recall, of Peyton Manning in his UT uniform. You know, in, in position, you could buy that. So it's it's just a big school with a lot of people and yeah. and a lot of money, and and so you can have Walmart size, you know, stores selling their gear, their game day sort of gear. Um, but I've, I've been there, like I said, been to, and they let's let's think about it. They've been uh, ha- had a stadium capacity of a hundred thousand, ninety something thousand, I think, for a long time before anybody else besides Michigan in the country mm-hmm. uh, had that kind of capacity. Now we've got what LSU and and Alabama, I think, are the other two maybe in the conference that yeah are a hundred thousand A and M, yeah. So, but that's kind of recent. Tennessee's been there for a long time. Uh, they had that giant stadium up there. So, and I've been to Michigan's. It uh, it's just big. It, it wasn't that impressive, honestly, mm-hmm. from a facilities. To me, the most impressive stadium is University of Texas. And I'm not I'm not sure if anybody's ever been over there, but it's just incredible. The uh, and underneath the stadium, all the amenities. I mean, they. They a lot. They have a lot of shops and even restaurants. Even a Starbucks. I mean, full, a full in enclosed, not outdoor. It's a city. Yeah, it's a city. It's like a mall underneath yeah. the thing. Arkansas's got a fantastic stadium. If you hadn't been up there, so anyhow, kind of wandering off into the weeds a little bit about that. But given the time of year and the weekend, I think it's appropriate. That's what everybody's talking about. Yeah, I can tell you that exactly. Speaking of Alabama, a little Leonard Skinnard bumping us out of this segment. Thank you for that. Uh, we'll come back with more talk here. Don't forget, we got uh, Super Talk Outdoors coming up, hosted by Ricky Matthews at 12 o'clock. Stay with us. We'll be back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 76. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 46. Your Tuesday rolls in with mostly sunny conditions, high near 79. Tuesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 59. And for your Wednesday, a slight chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 83. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. 
At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection, and that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville. Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Napa know-how. Fall is in the air. The pros at Napa Auto Parts can tell because our prices are changing and dropping faster than the leaves. Keep warm with the Mr. Heater Portable Buddy Indoor Safe Propane Heater for $74.99. Take care of your engine with Napa Premium Conventional Motor Oil for $11.99 for a 5-quart jug. Change out your filters with a $20 Visa rebate card by mail with the purchase of a Napa-branded oil, air, and cabin air filter on the same invoice. There's plenty more on sale at Napa. Napa know-how. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. In addition to a mobile ID program that could launch in November, Public Safety Commissioner Sean Tendall shared plans for a full mobile wallet. We anticipate after meeting with ITS last week that we will be offering some sort of Mississippi wallet whereby not only will you have your driver's license and your COVID card and vaccine cards, but you can also have your hunting license and fishing license and working with other state agencies to provide the information that they do in some form of mobile wallet. It could be ready by spring. A man was killed during a home invasion in Yazoo County late last week. According to the Yazoo Herald, a man identified as Eddie London entered a home on Grand Avenue and the residents woke up to find him in their bedroom. County Coroner Ricky Shivers told the publication that London was shot three times after a confrontation with the homeowner who has not been charged. Authorities say that London appeared to be under the influence at the time. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Mississippi offers some of the best hunting to be found, and it's a huge part of our lives this time of year. Hi, I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services, urging you to hunt safely this season. Many hunters are killed or left with a disability due to the misuse of firearms. Don't be one of them. Remember to treat all firearms as if they're loaded. Be sure of your target, what's in front of it, and what's beyond it. And when you're not using your firearms, make sure they're unloaded. This hunting season, remember to shoot for safety first. 
Here's an important message from Clyde DeChamp, EMS Board Representative to the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance. Mississippi has a serious paramedic shortage. Are you looking for a career change? Do you want to do something more meaningful? Paramedics literally hold people's lives in their hands on a daily basis. We're not talking about driving fast. We're talking about interpreting EKGs, administering medications that stabilize failing hearts, raise blood pressures, and relieve chest pain. We're talking about performing medical procedures that can literally make a difference between life and death. If you think you might be ready for a career change, it's time to join the ranks of Mississippi's healthcare heroes, making a difference on the front lines of emergency care. The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to visit mshealthcarealliance.org for a complete listing of community colleges that offer paramedic training. He doesn't accept the narrative. He questions it. We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo. Every single morning from 6 to 9. Super Talk Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time. On air and online at supertalk.fm. everyone middays back with you gerard and will in the studio so on the ceasefire text line from the 662 the sec officials were a big reason for the frustration it's bad when we have a product so good that it is officiated so bad well there are also reports that lots of the tennessee fans were not happy about uh, a lot of the old miss players that went down injured and they felt like that they were feigning these injuries so as to slow the game down. And that you hear that every game. Of course, I, I also caught one of their coaches doing the same thing, telling one of their players to get down. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a big believer of playing tit for tat. With respect to the officiating, I don't know that it's any better or worse than it ever has been. I, I think the difference is... Everything is so uh, widely available, instantly available, and recorded so vividly with so many camera angles and so forth, and it's just instant. And watching something in slow motion or over and over again and, and making a call as to whether or not a spot was right or a foot was in bounds or a hold occurred, what, you name it. It's a lot easier when you have that benefit than when you're trying to do it in real time at the speed of the game. I'm not making excuses for bad calls. I'm just making the difference. It's easy when you're a fan to sit back and watch it with those kinds of views. When you're on the field, it's just different. Uh, So all I'm saying is I think now we have tools that expose more readily and more easily when there are missed calls. I also... I happen to believe that, for the most part, that stuff just evens out. 
I, you know, I I don't I'm not in the camp that thinks oh these referees they're they're clearly for this team or that team, and I know a lot of people think that and they get all the breaks and all that kind of stuff. I I don't know I I don't fall into that camp. I don't know why folks want to be referees. Honestly, they don't pay that well for that, and you're not a popular person. <laughs> No matter what. You know, in Mississippi high school football, we're suffering from a shortage of referees. In Nobody fact, wants the, to do it. The last two weeks of the regular season, uh, we're going to have to switch days. You're going to have a lot of Thursday games um, the last two weeks of the season, essentially because they don't have enough referees for to play all the games on Friday night. Nobody. I don't blame them. Who wants to do it? In this age of COVID and everything else, I mean, if you lose, let's say, 10% of your referees who don't want to go out there and be around a bunch of teenagers, and then you've got the whole, we talked about, I'm entitled mentality from a lot of parents, and you know who they are if you have kids playing sports who say, call referees everything but the you know a child of God, essentially, during a game for simply doing their job. I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to go out there. I talked to a referee the other day who I'm friends with, about this shortage thing. And he says it's worse than it's – that is worse than it's ever been as far as parents and fans and stuff just – and this is high school level. I'm not talking about the SEC. I'm talking about high school level of them just pelting them with, you know, these incredibly bad words and comments and stuff about them, making it personal. So it's no uh, it's no wonder that they don't want to do it every Friday night. I've been around and coaching youth sports for 25-plus years. I have watched the decline of it. And, I, again, it just seems like that there is some degree of um, entitlementitis, and, and so many parents, of course, live vicariously through their children. My son, as I've talked about, is a tournament director and works for 17 Baseball and is a tournament director and essentially the the manager of the events at Sports Force Park in Vicksburg. I don't know if you guys have ever been that before, but it's incredible uh, facility over there. And, you know, he told me that that, uh, this past summer there was rarely a weekend that went by where he didn't end up having to eject someone from the facility, usually a parent who just got so unruly, so out of yeah. hand, and and they've got you know fairly strict guidelines on that. But it just gets to the point of ridiculousness. I remember coaching in a game. <laughs> you're gonna love this one. Years ago, I'm talking probably 20 years ago now, where there were pitch, there's pitching limitations on a weekend in a tournament in youth sports where you you don't so coaches don't use the arms too much so you're limited on how many innings you can typically pitch in a day two days in a row throughout the weekend so we're facing a team 10 years old and they're twins on the team one pitcher is really really good and the other one is is not as good shall we say so the really good one runs out of innings and uh, come comes back out and it appears the other twin is on the mound, <laughs> but it's not. And one of my one of my parents recognizes something distinct physically about it, and so I just went to the umpire and said, you know, can we just check this out? 
And they did. It turns out they went into the bathroom. One of their parents fessed up to it and said, you took him in the bathroom and changed jerseys. <laughs> Ten years old. Ten years old. And when we left, had the little meeting, and, of course, the umpire fixed it and all. It made them, you know, change back and put the other one on the mound. And when we left that meeting at the mound, excuse me, at the plate between me uh, their two coaches and the umpire, when they turned around and walked off, I could hear them say, well, we almost got away with it. I'm not kidding. At age 10. Yeah. That's the way it is. That's 20 years ago. And it's it's another one of those cases where the, the bad seeds are ruining it for the bunch because you've got parents who don't want to deal with that. I know. They want to go see the kids play. They want their kids to participate in sports, but they don't want to deal with these parents. Right. It's crazy. They ruin the game. And I, I actually have a presentation I've done, and I've done it more than a dozen times, to parents uh, at the start of a season on behalf of an organization that I coach for. And it's it's parent training. And we throw them all in a room, and I have this presentation. And the one point I try to make all the time is that, you know, when they point to, well, you see the umpires and the coaches, and they get into these brawls on the on the field in Major League Baseball, and here's the distinction. That is the business of baseball. This is the game of baseball. And that's the message I always try to convey. If we got time, we got a clip about our entitlement society and uh, the diversity and inclusion agenda that's pervading our society here. Hi, I'm Ophelia Jacobson with Campus Reform. It's game day here at the University of Florida, and we're talking with college students about diversity quotas today. Do students support these quotas in the workplace and in the college admissions process? And will these students change their mind if we apply those same diversity quotas to the Florida Gators football team? Let's find out. Talking first about diversity just in general, do you think diversity should be a factor in hiring decisions and in college admissions processes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Probably they should probably have diversity quotas for like college admissions and a bunch of other things. I think they already have quotas though, but like those are definitely a good thing. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's an absolute necessity. Yeah, everyone should have an equal part in anywhere, really. As a first-generation college student uh, from a Hispanic household, it's very important. Should we develop diversity quotas for, you know, the workplace or for college admissions? How they usually work is if a population is 35% Hispanic, then the school in that region, I guess, would also have to be 35% Hispanic and its student population to reflect the demographics of the larger community. Is that something that you would support? Yeah, I would support that. Yeah, I totally support that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that sounds pretty. That sounds pretty reasonable. Yeah, I think that makes sense to me. Yeah, Sam. I think it definitely should be taken into account. Absolutely, there should be more diversity in basically every single field. So, what about diversity quotas on sports teams, college sports teams? Do you guys think? Yeah, I think that should be skill based. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing. Same thing. We want to win, no matter like <laughs> what you are. Uh, probably not. I feel like it should be based off talent. That's something that's a little bit different. With sports, it's definitely um, more like more emphasis placed on ability. Sports is different than college. Sports is not the same. I mean, talent is talent is talent is talent. Uh, I don't think we should. Like, <laughs> college sports is about like getting the best players for your team, and I don't think we should focus on which race or ethnicity to get. I think a diversity quota for any sports team, it, it doesn't make much sense. It should be based on skill. Just let the let the skills shine, and whoever's the best player deserves to be on the team. Obviously, with sports, it's talent first over anything. I did some research about the demographics here at UF. Um, we're gonna- 
We will discuss that when we come back. <laughs> Stay with us. Looking for somebody to fix your roof, right? Watkins Construction and Roofing. I know by personal experience and customer feedback, they are number one. New roof, roof repair, metal roofing, skylights, roof windows. My friends at Watkins Construction and Roofing will settle for nothing less than the most professional job in the industry. Again, it's that attention to detail that powers Watkins' continued growth. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team at 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington Pontoon Boats, all powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon, the dealership that's service bill. Access to quality health care is essential to building a healthier and stronger Mississippi. At Amerigroup, we're doing everything we can to make that a reality. Since 2020, we've invested over $2 million through grants and donations to support Mississippi communities. From rural nursing scholarships to the state's first prescription food program, this is just the beginning of Amerigroup's commitment to enrich the lives of every Mississippian. Learn more at AmerigroupMS.com. It's a sale over four decades in the making. Miss Kelly's 43rd anniversary sale. Get up to $300 off our everyday low prices. Plus, take 60 months to pay with no down payment. Furniture trends have changed a lot since 1978, but Miss Kelly's never goes out of style. Stay on trend and on budget with this amazing anniversary offer. Up to $300 off plus 60 months to pay with no down payment. But hurry, anniversary savings end Monday at Miss Kelly's. This is a midday agri-market report. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack will host Mexico's Secretary of Agriculture and Rural Development at Iowa State University this week on Wednesday and Thursday for bilateral meetings. The two ag secretaries will tour Iowa State University's Seed Science Center and Plant Sciences Institute and engage in bilateral discussions while at the university about the challenges farmers have faced in the past year and how farmers can be better supported in the future. And remember that October is National Pork Month. We salute and say thank you to farm families, producers, processors, and retailers across America for making pork delicious and nutritious and reliable and sustainable. We make 100% real pork. For more information, go to pork.org forward slash real dash pork to learn more. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. <laughs> 
Defense wins championships. And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at B3XF.com. Always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. The formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton. Featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go. everyone middays back with you we appreciate you joining us lots of uh discussion on the ceasefire text line 601-879-4395 so all right back to that that clip i could see the uh expression on your face there will you were a bit surprised and shocked because those it was the same people just to just to kind of uh convey to our our listeners it was a, some students at the University of Florida. They were asked, oh, should we have diversity and inclusion quotas in, in business and, and uh, admissions and all sorts of, of uh, I guess, other arenas? But what about the football? They, oh, no, that's got to be based on skill. We're not very good now. Imagine how bad we'd be if, if we imposed diversity and inclusion quotas and didn't, didn't recruit or play players based on skill. What a double standard and bunch of crap. Every one of them answered the same thing. Yep. They, they all said, yes, we should do the diversity thing, we should do the inclusion thing, and they all, to a T, answered the same thing when asked about, does this apply to the football team? It was a resounding no. So should merit be. and performance and quality and skill yes. and talent, oh, those apply in sports, but not in business, right? Not in admissions, not in the classroom. No, not in, not in um, any, any sort of allocation of resources or selection process. Oh, absolutely not. We've got, to, we've got to impose diversity and inclusion quotas on that. But not when it comes to our football team. You can't do that. Do they realize how stupid they sound and what a double standard that is? Mm-hmm. So we just should reject... We just should dismiss. We just we just should uh, just throw away 
merit and performance and quality and value creation in all areas of society except our football team. <laughs> Just nuts. How could they not see how dumb that is? You know, and there, the people they asked these questions to were all students. I, they, they, they were all younger people. I suspect that they've grown up with this. It's it's uh, it's the virtue stuff, right? It's I'm better than you because I support diversity and inclusion. Pay no attention that this person is more qualified for this job than that person. What's most important is what the color of their skin is, or what their gender is, or their sexual orientation, or their zip code, as the case is nowadays. That's more important. That's just how upside down, and I personally believe this is a cultural, um, it's a, a cultural dynamic that is harmful and putting us at greatest risk of being a superpower. I don't know if you saw it, but now it's being reported that China has some hypersonic capability where they can launch. I believe I'm saying this right. They can actually uh, launch. Uh, missiles, and then further control those missiles, and our defenses can't detect it, and they can just slip right through. I don't know. It's a it's a big thing that's got all of our military brass really, really worried. Well, while we're running around trying to promote all this diversity and inclusion and wokeness in our military, China's busy making next-generation weapons to take the world over. Well, the same thing with Afghanistan. General Milley. You know, he was called before Congress to talk about diversity and wokeness and all this kind of stuff. And then you had Afghanistan. Happen. Right. Right. Imagine if they would have taken all those resources, all those brains, all that thinking, and concentrated it, you know, on the military. Yep. And a lot of what China's doing, by the way, they stole from us. They got a, a lot of the tools and a lot of the information and those capabilities. They actually they plundered us for it. And But yet, we don't seem to be as concerned about that as we do, you know, the diversity quotas in our military are forcing all of our warriors to be vaccinated and all this virtuous sort of leftist uh, nonsense. It's just maddening that we, we don't seem to properly prioritize issues and we, we, we can't. I don't know, consider what is most needed and focus on that. And in the case of these students on this campus, that's just disturbing. Oh, yeah, diversity and inclusion in the workplace and admissions and allocation of assets. But on our football team, no, that's got to be based on skill. That is insane. By the way, along these lines, we already talked last week about Superman's about to have a a, uh, a, a, a sexual encounter to show he's bisexual. Now they're changing the motto. Instead of truth, justice in the American way, it's truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. No more American way. The American way is a better tomorrow, you fools. We're out of time here on Middays. I got the day off tomorrow. I got a big Madison County event. Be back in the studio on Wednesday and for the rest of the week. Stay safe and God bless everyone.
Super Talk Mississippi media production.